The Army is looking at emerging technology to transform the way it operates its bases, despite nearly a flat budget to do so. The service recently held an industry day to get feedback from contractors on ways to use things like artificial intelligence to help maintain facilities and equipment and avoid costly breakdowns. But a more connected military base also raises the stakes on, you guessed it, cybersecurity challenges. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. For the past few years, the Army has looked at ways to build installations for the future using emerging technology on bases to get real-time data on how they're performing. But in its latest approach, the Army wants to make its bases more resilient to threats, ranging from natural disasters to cyber attacks. Richard Kidd is the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army for Strategic Integration. Speaking at the Army's Industry Day last week, Kidd explained why change is needed. The National Defense Strategy states very clearly that the homeland is no longer a sanctuary. We've been treating our military installations as if they were sanctuary cities for a very long time, immune from the effects of the adversary. That is no longer the appropriate assumption. So we need to think of our installations as being part of the battle space and performing defined roles in the strategic support area. One part of this is that the Army wants to ensure bases can provide their own power. That's in the event that a disaster brings down the commercial power grid. Over the past few years, it's run energy resilience exercises at four bases. The largest scale test took place last month at Fort Bragg. It left the base unplugged for about 12 hours. In an effort to simulate a true emergency situation, most leadership on the base don't get a heads up of when the drill will happen. Alex Beeler is the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Installations, Energy, and the Environment. In an interview, he said the Army wants to hear from vendors who are already developing smart city technology for state and local governments. The best way to make sure that we have the best technology is to reach out to those companies and entities and potential partners who have that expertise, who have demonstrated that, have demonstrated in a sort of a city's context, our major installations really are cities. Just one example that I mentioned, Fort Bragg, is basically the equivalent of a city of 250,000 with all of the functions and activities of a comparable entity in that regard. During his Industry Day presentation, Beeler said that in some ways the service is returning to its self-sustaining model for pre-World War II facilities. In 1940, and of course this is before World War II, most installations of the Army, by design, totally remote areas disconnected pretty much from the daily activities of the rest of the world, wherever they were, the rest of their surrounding communities, even to the point where, for just one example, they provided their own power. They were not connected to the grid because basically there was no grid. Compare that to today where something like 95 to 99% of power of installations comes from the commercial grid. Despite an overall robust defense budget, the military services have faced tighter funding for facility sustainment, restoration, and maintenance, or FSRM. The Army in fiscal 2019 received just over $3.5 billion for maintenance. That's enough to cover about 80% of its known maintenance requirements. Beeler, during the interview, said the push toward tech-driven bases plays into the Army's efforts to get more bang for their buck. The mantra has been, we do more with less. And how can we do more with less? Well, one key ingredient is to be as cost-effective as possible. All the more reason to get 
the best technology because as we've seen in so many areas of our society, technology and innovative technology is a key driver in cost effectiveness of whatever focus the technology is. So the more we can employ such innovative technology, the more cost effective we can be. But the belt tightening for facilities may soon be over. The Defense Department's fiscal 2020 budget request seeks increased funding for maintenance. The Army, for example, would receive a 22% increase in funding for maintenance. But to get the most out of Army facilities while still minimizing maintenance, the Army Corps of Engineers is rolling out its virtual testbed installation for mission effectiveness, or V-Time. V-Time is an artificial intelligence tool that can provide predictive analytics on the status of facilities all across an installation. The program remains in its early stages, but David Pittman, the director of the Engineer Research Development Center and chief scientist of the Corps, said the Corps is looking at ways to build it out. Leveraging a gold mine of data from installation sensors, Pittman said V-Time gives everyone on the base a big-picture view of its conditions. Our installations are hotbeds of data. You know, we've got a lot of data, obviously, on our computers, on our servers, on our Internet cell phones, that sort of thing. But think about your traffic lights. Think about your security cameras. Think about the things that might not necessarily be integrated and connected. And we call that data gold. You know, it's a gold mine if you use it correctly. And so this program right here would take that data. It would sort of integrate it, fuse it, combine it, do some data analytics. That's a big thing you'll hear about in the Department of Defense these days. What can we do with all this data on installations and the battlefield? And then it'll take that, it'll do that predictive analytics with artificial intelligence and that sort of thing, and then provide that common operating picture from everything from echelons of commanders all the way down to the individual soldier or civilian that's on that base, supporting that base. Before V-Time, Pittman said the Corps had looked at ways to listen to buildings, bridges, dams, and other structures to gauge their durability. Did you know that bridges sing? Did you know that buildings sing? Did you know that dams sing? Now, we can't hear it, thank God, because I don't know what the music would sound like, but we got geophysicists that can listen to those bridges and structures and tell something about the capacity of those. That's really good when you get out in the theater of operations and you want to understand, is that really a bridge or not? Can I hold up my tank? That's kind of what we're doing today. The Corps has also developed more durable, corrosion-resistant materials, as well as ways to stand up some facilities more cheaply. Through its Construction Engineering Research Laboratory, the Corps has developed 3D printers that can fabricate entire buildings, either at installations or out on the battlefield. Believe it or not, we have 3D printers, like everybody's got them today, but guess what we do with them? We build buildings with 3D printers. Seriously, concrete printers. we got printers now that can literally print out a building out of concrete in like hours or a couple of days versus, you know, weeks that it might take to build a, a building even in theater. But in order to build the installations of the future, Lieutenant General Gwen Bingham, the Assistant Chief of Staff for Installation Management, said the Army needs to invest in the technology infrastructure of the future. For about the past year and a half, she said the service has looked at getting 5G wireless connectivity to its installations, as well as other emerging tech like biometric identity scanning. We know that we must move quickly to adapt and change, to be proactive versus reactive, and to really get ahead of the technology curve. And so, in other words, we want to be the driver of change versus the passenger, if you will. But Kidd, the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army for Strategic Integration, said a more connected military base also raises the stakes on cybersecurity challenges. Everything has to have cybersecurity considerations built in from the beginning, not added on retroactively. So every time we add an Internet of Things device, and frankly, we're not going to be able to buy stuff that's not connected. 
All right, you can't buy any, a brand new HVAC unit or an automatic garage door opener or a sprinkler system that is not connected. So everything that we buy and install in our installations is not only an enhancement in terms of service, it's also a threat vector. Jory Heckman, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.